Thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal Show, brought to you by ebodyboarding.com and Tribe Boards. Welcome everybody, Jay Real with another episode of The Real Deal Show. I'm on location in El Salvador here in Central America. And uh, this episode, I've cornered one of the globetrotters, one of the wayfarers, one of the wandering souls of our sport. <laughs> wow, I just pulled that one right yeah, out. A little bit right, yeah. This is Russell Morrison. He goes by Rusty. How's it going, Rusty? Good, mate. Good, you? Excellent. Doing well. And you may have noticed the mate that indicates where he's from. He's from Australia. So, uh, Rusty, we're going to get into this story behind the man. So, let's talk first of all about where you're from. Where, where did you grow up? Where do you live now? Um, I spent the majority of my, I guess you call it the formative years of my life, <laughs> um, in a little a little fishing town in Western Australia called Geraldton. Yep. Um, I did high school, I did my trade there, I did a, much, a bunch of years after my trade there, and then after that I kind of moved around a little bit, chasing work, and where work was I'd move town or I'd did a lot of time working away, which is quite common in Western Australia. Okay. Um, and yeah, now I now I find myself living in Indonesia, in Bali. Okay, so we're going to get into how you got there, but just for those of you who are geographically interested, Geraldton is a way north of Perth, about an hour's drive. About five. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five hours uh, north. You're close. Okay. Like, on the grand scheme of Western Australia, it's quite big. But, okay. So, yeah. So our old school listeners may remember the name uh, Sean Virtue, and he's from that Sean, town. Sean's from Geraldton, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so there's obviously decent surf in that town, right? No. There's none. No, 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 there is. There's good ones. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Don't ever go there. <laughs> or you're going to get beaten to a pulp by the locals. So, um, so growing up in Geraldton, do you have brothers and sisters? I've got a, I got a younger brother. Um, so, yeah, it was just me and him. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys, does he surf as well? I used to, not anymore. Okay. Were you guys into sport growing up? Did we, mum and dad were quite strict, um, which in the end was... A blessing. I probably hated it back then. So we had to play an individual sport and we had to play a team sport. Oh wow! Um, okay. All I wanted to rules. do was go surfing, but you know I could do that in between those two sports. So we did things like played hockey, water polo, squash. Wow. Um, yeah, athletics. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff really. Yeah. Dad was Dad was quite um, competitive as a young man. He was a state champion hurdler. Mum had always always played sport um, mum's still very active now mum still goes to the gym four or five days a week um, wow. dad's still a sport nut but um, his knees have kind of shot out now and stuff like that so um, well if he's a hurdler I could see how right that's brutal on yeah the knees. yeah not so good now you're uh, you're 41 years old as we record this in yep. uh, late January 2024 so your parents how old, how old are they I'd do the maths in my head. The old man would be roughly seventy-four this year, and mum oh. will be seventy-two. Okay, they're still powering away. They'd yeah. love to hear that. Love yep. to hear that. So, um, you mentioned that you were getting a trade. So, what trade did you go for? I'm a painter. So, out okay. of out of high school, I wanted to be a carpenter. Okay. Um, but I heard of a guy that was that needed a young fella to give him a hand. 
to finish off some houses, painting them before Christmas. And he thought I went all right, and he offered me an apprenticeship out of that. So wow, yeah. So you paint now? Okay, what you're doing now is a little different. But did, were you a painter for a while? Like, did you always always been a painter? You paint houses and what a businesses yep. inside, outside, yep. everything. Okay. Yeah, and now I do the industrial side of it. So um, I was house painting, and then I heard about some work probably about 15 years ago, a big construction project on a gas plant yep. in the north of the state, and I annoyed the company so hard that they gave me a job. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just kept ringing them until they said, wow. fine, we'll give you a job. Um, and then that was on what, if you're not familiar with work in Australia, what they call FIFO work. So I fly am, fly but out. explain to people what that is. So you'll go, you'll go away to work out in the desert in the mines or offshore or to a construction project or something like that and basically do, to hell yeah pretty much they're never in nice places <laughs> because um and you'll live in live in a camp you'll work on a you'll work on a site it's uh fly in fly out fifo yeah for. so though back then the construction projects were four weeks on one week off so uh, do you work seven days a week yeah. for those four weeks yeah. wow man you normally do a 13 day fortnight so you get one one day off in the middle okay right. and then and then like is it how long is the day of work 12 hours oh 10 10 or 12 hours 10 or 12 hours seven freaking days a week yeah that is hard work man um it doesn't seem that bad because it's not like you're hard done by because everyone's doing it yeah you know it's not like it's not like jack over there's you know knocked off after seven hours gonna suck eggs i'm going for a swim you know like it's everyone's in the same boat so you don't feel as bad right yeah and then when you I would imagine when you get your fly out time, you're just like, I'm just going to go nuts and oh, go somewhere, have fun, get my drink on, get my surf on, whatever. It, you're all you're all cashed up and you've only got a limited amount of time. Yes. So, yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit of chaos that ensues after that, that's I for sure. I bet. <laughs> and it's, is it mostly just single guys or is it like married guys? Half and half. Is there women that do this work? Uh, not as many, but... the. There's definitely a trend to get more women into the workforce these days, into into doing that sort of work. So I know a lot of bodyboarders over the years have done fly in, fly out. I'm thinking like Nathan Purcell, you know, old, old school guys that I know that have done that. I think maybe Ben Holland did it for a while. Ben Ben was on a project. I saw Ben. I didn't actually get to have a chat to Ben, but um, yeah, he was on a project that I was on a few years back. Yeah. Um, I've seen Nugget on a project. Um, there's yeah. a few. Yeah, man. there's a few. Yeah, because it's like good money, hard work, but good money. It's sort of like you know those guys that go fishing up in the North Pacific off Alaska that yeah. work on fishing boats. Exactly. Like Super that. hard, long days, make a bunch of money, and then they yeah spend it enjoying life. Yeah. Right. Which brings us to your lifestyle as it exists now. Yep. But before I get into that, specifically, what do you do when you're working? I'm, like, a, I'm a blaster painter, so I'm a sandblaster spray painter. Okay. Um, offshore now. So, so you're on oil rigs out in the ocean. Oil rigs and gas plants out in the ocean. Wow. Um, I do a lot of rope access now, so I abseil, I'll abseil off oil rigs into places that are quite hard to access and do um, high-pressure water blasting as well. And you're ha- So you're hanging from ropes underneath the friggin' rig, blasting it with a uh, pressure washer to clear off the old paint and yep. then repainting it. It's 
it's corrosion protection because the structure is in like pretty much the worst corrosive environment of course it could possibly be and so you're constantly just repainting stuff yeah and um it's got to be harsh to work in those conditions because the sun and, and so the reflection off the ocean are you just like covered head to toe but it's i'm at the minute i'm pretty lucky i'm on a permanent night shift oh, so it's wow. a bit it's a bit cooler but there's the flip side to that as well night shift is quite bad for your body like oh, working yeah. nights um, a lot of the unions like the nurses and the police unions i know for sure have done studies on the effects of you know, like night shift on the body and it yeah. ages you prematurely. I think if you work shift work for an entire, a lifetime, it'll take 10 years off your life or something like, I've heard yarns that. like that, so. Totally um, could see that. So yeah, you know, you work at night time, it's cooler, you get a little bit more, a little bit more money, but it's not great for you. Coming out of it, you've got to change your sleep pattern. Going into it, you've got to change your sleep pattern. So. And you're doing that constantly through the year as you fly yep. in and fly out. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awful for the body. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine, man. You can you can either do it or you can't. If you if you can't do it, there's no point trying to do it. But I yeah. guess I'm lucky I can. I seem to adapt to it pretty well. Well, yeah, I guess some people do. My you know a good friend of mine who's a cop in uh, Southern California did the night shift, and he would you know do a bunch of days on, and then he'd have a couple some days off, and it would totally whack him out. Yeah, it cooks you. Know? It cooks you. Yeah. Um, okay, so. That lifestyle, that job that you do, it affords you the kind of lifestyle that some people that wa ride waves would really envy. So when did you start parlaying that line of work into surf travel? I, I was doing a project that was four weeks on, one week off, and I kept going, I kept going to Indonesia quite a lot because... Um, from Perth, flights to Bali are only three and a half hours. Yeah, so close and most, easy. Yeah, most West Australians have seen more of Indonesia than they have of the East Coast. Yeah, I know, could believe it. Because it's, you know, from Perth, I think it's like five hours to Sydney or something. It's three and a wow. half hours to Bali and it's sure as hell a lot cheaper to go there. Um, so I was going up there quite a bit and then got another job where it was even time so I get a lot more time off so I was working for two weeks and then I'd have two weeks off and I just kind of figured to myself I was spending so much time up in Bali like why don't I just live here wow um it's you talk to people from other parts of the world and they think it's amazing and so far-fetched it's not that uncommon especially for people from Western Australia if you're working you know working in that kind of that kind of job a lot of people I know um, will live in Thailand or the Philippines um, I know a couple of guys that live in Japan I know one of my mates is Serbian guys flying all the way back to Serbia and back that's um, halfway around the planet yeah but wow. the, the the reward for those for that work is you know it's so fruitful that it can afford you to do those sorts of things. Yeah. Whereas you might not have those opportunities in other countries. Sure. Very, very, very lucky to have been born in a in a place like Western Australia where a common man like myself is able to make like a decent living. I'm not I'm not university educated or smart by any means, but you know, you know, I'm hired from the neck down. I just I just that's that's what I don't 
have to think about my job at all. You just have to rock up and work yeah. and make, make decent money and it can afford you to do those sorts of things. So that seems like the kind of gig, though, that will take its toll on you. It's like kind of a young man's gig, right? Can, how long can you do that kind of work? As long as you can, as long as you can keep yourself fit and healthy, you're, yeah. you're yourself, you're a testament to that. You know, you would have yeah. seen many people drop off the surfing scenes in, you know, years gone by, and you know, you're still, you surfed twice today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Third session coming. Yeah, right yeah. Let's wrap this up so we can go. You can go for a surf. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, I'm definitely in recent years, I'm a little more health conscious these days. Um, I do a lot of yoga, I train every day, I eat, I eat well, I don't eat a lot of meat these days. Um, I've seen you doing, is it Muay Thai? Yeah, I do a bit of Muay Thai and boxing. I've taken that up in the last kind of six years. Yeah, yeah. man. So that's, that's something that I do every day out at work and yeah. then every, every weekday on my time off. Wow, man. So yeah, I mean, you may be able to do that until you're ready to retire. If yeah. If there's such a thing yeah. these days. But um, so back to your surf travel. So you relocated to bali and but you bounce around the globe what's tell us some of the places that you've been obviously central america here in el salvador where else um we've just come from costa rica yep um that was that was a really cool that's a really cool place to check out um nicaragua i've spent a bit of time down there now um i've done mexico um sri lanka um, Where went, in Mexico did you go? I went to Puerto Escondido. Okay. Yeah, the of same course. as everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that place is gnarly. That's, yeah. If anybody's been been to Porto, they know what that's It'll all beat about. Beat you to death. Yeah. In that place. That in in and out of the water, the parties there are nuts, and you know, just life <laughs> there in general is pretty crazy. So um, everybody that that leaves that place comes back with a few tails. That's for sure. sure. Oh my God! And where else? Come on, we, we got the list is going. Um, I would imagine all over Indo, or you just stay I've, close to Bali. I've done, I've done not as much as I would like. Um, I lived on a few different islands in the last few years, so I've spent a heap of time on Nusa Lembong, and I've done a heap of trips to Sumbawa and um, Sumatra. Um, haven't done Java yet. That's on my list. Um, started. I've started spearing a bit more, like spearfishing in the last last few years. So I'm going to be doing. A, I've got a, a kit up there now. I'm going to be doing a lot more spearfishing up there. Um, so just scouting out a bit more, a bit more ground and checking out up, up around there as well. So have yeah. you travelled around Australia much? Not much. I've I've been to Queensland when I was working over there and surfed a little bit um, and checked out Western Australia. But yeah, mostly just. Yeah, just flying around from WA. And yeah. what about the US, Hawaii, California? Uh, I'm not so surf? keen on surfing in a wetsuit. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this guy wearing a wetsuit. So, it, yeah. Going on holidays with a wetsuit does, does not tickle my fancy yeah. a little bit, mate. So um, no, nah, I haven't been. I haven't been swimming. It looks like a fun time. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but well, you got Hawaii and. Yeah, you know, there's. I mean, you could surf without a wetsuit there. Yeah, I could do, but but yeah, it's super crowded, as you know. It, Everybody wants to avoid super, crowds. Super crowded. Everyone's trying to make a name for himself. And yeah, super expensive. A lot so of egos. A few, yeah. a few other places I'd like to go instead. So I'm quite happy cruising around over here. There's like heaps of waves and there's a good scene and it's pretty chill. So what's yeah. the best surf you've had in Central America? Because you've spent a, a, a bit of time down here. I reckon here. El Salvador. Here in El Salvador. Okay. It, 
the last time I was here, it was that good that I started looking at real estate. Like, I started, I started like just scrolling through, you know, stuff online. And how do I, how do I live here? This is insane. Yeah. yeah. Now the prices have probably like tripled. And since some you first probably, came. yeah. <laughs> and uh, some, yeah. Um, so you, the first time I met you, you were here working for bodyboard holidays yeah and now you're a guest yeah with bodyboard holidays yeah tell me why like you could have just come here on your own but you chose to meet up with rob and his company um down here you just like the camaraderie or is it just some other reason you these these camps and uh, there's plenty of them like this over the like over the globe now you can rock up to them and you don't have to think like you don't you don't miss anything there's always somebody at that location that knows exactly where the waves are going to be on and they'll take you to them and you're not you're not trying to guess where the waves are going to be good and try and work it out yourself and maybe miss sessions and things like that so they're for me it's bang for your buck you're gonna you're gonna rock up to a place say for a week or two weeks or whatever and you're gonna surf yourself ragged um because you're going to be put on waves every single day. So sure. that's, that's why I kept doing them. They, yeah. yeah. And Rob a, sussed it out. He knows where the spots are. The, yeah. He's organizes the accommodation. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. that's why we came on, on the El Salvador trip the year I met you yep. for the same reason. Like we just didn't want to have to like do the research and figure yeah. out where should I go? I don't know anything about trying and, to work out like boom. tide charts and winds yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, trying to, speak to people that don't want to be spoken to about yeah. where their waves are and all that sort right. of thing so and they may like different kind of waves than you do yeah um so you, you let's talk about your bodyboarding so you are a drop knee guy yeah i've rarely mostly. seen you prone you're mostly drop knee mostly riding 100 percent. nah i wouldn't go that far okay I wouldn't go, probably probably 80 percent i'd say 80 percent drop knee these and days. what kind of board are you riding how big is the board and so um, forth the custom yeah at the minute i'm riding um a custom that ryan's hooked me up with ryan hardy yep um it's 44 inches and you're how tall um 194 or six foot four okay he's uh, a tall he's, dude you can probably tell normal size a, no. normal size <laughs> <laughs> so it's a custom board ryan hooked you up with yeah 44 inches a little thicker it's not it's not thicker it's just because i live in indo it's just made for hot water so polypropylene yeah. twin string it just beefed up to yep. so that it's stiff as stiff as hell yeah man yep. um, what's your favorite drop new wave that you've been to do you have a favorite oh this this out here i reckon would probably be one of my faves yeah like this here or the wave that's in front of my house in in bali yeah some yeah, of those bali. clips that we got when I first met you, what was that, five years ago? Yeah, maybe? just before COVID. There's yep. some really good clips of you from that trip, I Jeez, remember. Yeah. Um, and in front of your house in Bali, what's that spot? Is it a well-known spot? Like, oh, it's probably the most popular beach on the whole world it's now. But yeah, I live in Chengdu, okay, yeah. So it. I surf down to Echo all the time. That's that's always consistent. Yeah, Echo Beach. That I think I went there 30 years ago, and it was there were some people there, but now it's like, there's, oh, there's cafes there's and discotheques on the beach mate oh like, gosh, yeah so, and there's more getting built but that's just that's just the way it is like that's just progress yeah, yeah the same i'm seeing here where we stay in el salvador i won't name the town out of respect for rob and his trip yep. but yeah this town's grown exponentially since we first came here in definitely. 2019 definitely. so you know it's just the nature of surf travel you just have to be glad if you were at a spot before it really blew up and you got a piece of it because 
it's not going to ever get less crowded. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Unless there's a tsunami or something. Yeah. God forbid. So, um, okay. So uh, you're 41. Do you have like a vision of, of places that you want to visit over the next, let's say, year or two? Is there somewhere in the world you haven't been that you really want to go? Um, I haven't been to the Philippines yet. I was... Because at the minute I've got a, a really big break. I've got nine weeks off. So I was possibly going to go to the Philippines after um, at the tail end of this trip. Yep. Um, but it didn't quite fit in to what I was doing. And I've decided I might go for that. I think I've got nine days when I get back to Indonesia that I haven't got anything planned. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go spearfishing instead. So, nice. Yeah, but yeah, definitely wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind going to the fillers and Cloud out. nine? Yeah. That's, that. So that's a right hand. It's backhand for you. Yeah, that's cool. You don't mind. Yeah, no. Okay, good. I would love to see clips of you riding that place, man. That's, uh, you know, I've seen some of my favorite drop knee clips of that spotter, Matt Lackey. That yep. guy's one of my favorite DKers of all time. Yep. That guy's butter smooth, man. Um, so, competition. Have you ever been into it? Have you ever competed in the sport of bodyboarding? The... Because I'm from a little a little place, there was never really comps in my town. Like to do the state rounds and things like that, you'd have to either drive down to Margs or... Which is like nine hours or something. Yeah, down to Margaret River or drive Geraldton. to Perth or whatever. If you went to Perth, you'd probably have to compete in pretty average waves. And I, to be fair, I wasn't... I didn't feel that my surfing was good enough for it. Like back then well um, it's something yeah. i've definitely worked on in the last few years okay yeah so yeah never never really been into it i i never i'm not really a competition kind of guy sure. i'm happy just surfing and yeah i guess kind of competing against myself or yep. you know like if there's somebody somebody you know like out surfing like say if you're out surfing yeah like, now i'm gonna get one better than jay okay you know, friendly that. rivalry yeah, yeah kind that of sort thing. of thing yeah for sure I've, i'm that way too now i just i have zero competitive drive in the ocean like i used to make a living at it but i yeah, don't yeah. care even in the masters division we have one guy on this trip turner he's sitting over behind the camera he loves to compete still in the masters division yep. and he all, he's always like challenging me and i'm like hate competing I don't, even, <laughs> I don't enjoy it man i just want to go surf and yeah. have fun and not feel that pressure um but anyway so you're not really a hardcore competitor but do you have sponsors have you ever had sponsors obviously ryan hardy's kind of helped you ryan's, out ryan's ryan's been um pretty kind to me in the last couple of years yeah these, these guys haunted um okay they've, they've hooked me up uh sun zapper have been pretty kind to me over the last couple of years okay um Another couple of companies, uh, Simple and uh, Frothers, they make wax. Fro Simple were making clothes. Yep. Um, Frothers have just made some tropical wax that I'm testing out at the minute. And um, a spearfishing company from Perth, um, Bert from Old Man Blue, was hooking wow. me up when I, during the pandemic when I had to move back to my little town. Yeah. So, yeah, he was hooking me up as well, and everyone's been super kind. Yeah, so it's very, very humbling. Yeah, that's killer, man. You got that support. You mentioned that you had to move back to your hometown from Bali. Yeah. You were afraid of getting stuck there, so you went back? Is that what it, what, I, what it was, or they I, kicked everyone out? No, I cause, because I'm in Bali, I'm not... You're on a tourist to, visa. Yeah, yeah, and that, and then I had to, I had to be back to be able to report for work because that's where work was. So I had to move back, and you know the borders got closed. 
Yeah, the borders, the borders got closed before I could move back and I had to quarantine anyway. Um, and so my, the company I'm working for, they were making us do um, PCR testing up until the end of 2022 still before we were going to work. So I think we were the last ones to, the last facility on the whole face of the earth to stop doing it. Did so, they require you to wear masks when you were working? Oh, uh, in, inside the living quarters, yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, um, on, on airplanes and on helicopters and things like that. Yeah, yeah definitely had huh. to, yeah. Wow, yeah, I know WA was like, um, it had the heaviest lockdown yeah. rules in terms of not letting anyone from any other states yeah. come in unless they quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, Am I so right? for, for anybody living in Western Australia, it was great if you didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, um, there, was, there were jobs everywhere because it was difficult for people outside of Western Australia to come in and work. So there was, a, there was wage pressure. I think one year I had five jobs in one year just jumping from job to job to job as I got offered more money. So wow. it was, on one side of it, it was very, very good. On others, like, it was difficult for people that did want to go elsewhere and yeah. do things. Um, also, we, to be fair, we didn't have COVID in WA for a very, very long yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it yeah. worked. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Right? What a weird time it yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> that's Crazy. for sure. So stoked we're out of that. Yep mess um so anyone you want to thank any shout outs this is your chance as we wrap this up rusty oh definitely to anybody that's been kind enough to you know throw their name on me in the last few years um definitely uh rob and the crew here from bodyboard holidays they've been they've been super kind to me offered me jobs um <laughs> you know <laughs> jobs yeah um, man surfing every yeah, day. yeah surfing every day yeah. um yeah any of my friends that i that I surf with mum and dad definitely for their, their ongoing support though yeah you know they're definitely a, a massive driving force behind everything that I do and you know they support some of my stupid decisions at times and you know <laughs> shake their heads at others but um, yeah well it looks like you've landed well and truly on your feet so folks if you come across a six foot four goofy foot drop near somewhere in the world in the lineup get the hell out of his way <laughs> nah, all good all good <laughs> it is rusty morrison so rusty thanks man i Cheers, appreciate Jack. the time brother and uh that'll do it for this episode of the real deal show if you enjoy the show give us a thumbs up on this one subscribe to our youtube channel and uh watch all the episodes of the, of the real deal show we have so many we'd love to share those with you and if you're listening on the audio podcast, hope you enjoyed doing that while you were doing your workout, drive, or whatever it is that you do when you listen to podcasts. That'll do it. And folks, we will see you in the surf.